Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of Two Guys One Cup, the FPL podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I'm Shez. Alongside me, I've got my co-host, Sham. How you doing, Sham? I'm good. How are you, Shez? I wish you'd asked me this about 10 minutes ago. So we're recording live during the United uh, Derby game. United were 1-0 up. Derby equalised on an absolute banger of a free kick. Yeah, it was a good goal, wasn't it? Um, and we've had Romero sent off. So it's not looking great at the moment. All right, Probably sums up how your season's been so far, isn't it? Yeah, got a draw <laughs> against Chelsea. You know. Well, I was talking about your FPL um, season, to be fair. Uh, you're only about <laughs> 30 points ahead of me, so let's not get carried away. It's a marathon, <laughs> not a sprint. Um, so what's on the agenda for today, Shem? So first, we're going to cover our game weeks, um, including the No Champs League team that we've got. Um, we'll then give a league overview uh, we'll go through roughly last week's top scorers, followed by um, who's rising and falling, as we've had some feedback that that's something that people want, um, so we will inc- include that as well. Going on to our hot topics, followed by game week seven preview, our under the radar pick, captain choices, and your 25 questions. We're not getting through 25 questions. Well, we'll try as many as we can. We'll, we'll try. Yeah, we might have to uh, be selective. Uh, and if not, then you can answer the rest on Twitter. Cool. Um, okay. Do you want to kick us off with how you got on with game week six? Yeah. So I was having a bit of a bitch and a moan on Saturday night. I know. You were messaging <laughs> me saying, I need to play my wild card. I was like, what are you complaining about? <laughs> Um, yeah, so Saturday I was on like 42 points um, with a minus four as well and I dropped to like 27k and I was like panicking and I was like, oh my God, I need to do my wild card. Um, and then I put it on Twitter and everyone was like, no, you don't need to do your wild card, blah, 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 chill out. Uh, and then Sunday played out and actually the West Ham Chelsea game played perfectly for me. Um, so Fabianski got 11 points, Alonso got six points. Um, Hazard got three points um, and then um, obviously I had Walcott got, got two so I ended up the game week on uh, 66 points with a minus four that took me up um, slightly overall rank from it was 12,000 the week before to 10,648 so I'm sitting on 426 points so pretty decent nice that's a good game week score, actually. The average was 52 points, so scored considerably well in comparison to that. Um, just a quick stat for you. In fact, a question for you. When was the last time Chelsea won away from home after playing midweek in Europe? Oh, after how many games? When was the last time they, they... they, they won after playing midweek in Europe? After how many games? I don't, no idea. Nine. Jesus. Nine. Oh. So I wasn't aware of that. I heard that and I was just like, I'm so glad. You know, I, I mean, I messed up my captaincy choice, which you guys will hear about shortly, but 
You know, I know a lot of people captaining Hazard. Um, yeah. And it just goes to show Chelsea do struggle, uh, especially away from home after European fixtures. Well, it's one to keep an eye on for future ones. Yeah, it? definitely. Um, so I scored slightly less than you, 59 points. I played my wild card. Um where I sort of messed up was my captaincy choice. Um, Captain Mane, my hunch was to go with Aguero, and to be fair, you kind of talked me out of it, so I'm blaming you entirely for that. <laughs> you didn't lose that many points. Well, I didn't lose, yeah. Um, but yeah, you were telling me a stat about how Aguero hadn't scored uh, away since, <laughs> I don't know, December or something like that. It's true though, December 2017. Yeah, but they're great. He's just, you know, I knew he was going to score, and so I messed up. Um, Again, my defensive back line scored me half my points, 30 points from my back line. The new template, which now includes Juan Bissaka. Yeah. Mendy's been kicked out. It's now Juan Bissaka, Alonso Robertson. Um, I brought in Hennessy and goal, and he did uh, reasonably as well. Picked up a few bonus points. Double Palace defence for you, then. Mm. Yep. I mean, Newcastle's on, uh, Newcastle not prolific scorers, so I thought... I would risk it there. Um, Mitrovic did well as well. I actually watched the game um, and I was actually quite impressed with him. He missed a few chances. He should have scored at least three. Uh, but I was happy that he was getting in those positions and I can see him doing pretty well this season. Um, so my overall rank has gone up slightly, 177,000. Still sort of suffering from that sort of game week five where I had a poor week. Um, overall points, 381. Are you happy with your wild card? I am. I mean, I guess the one mistake I made on my wild card was bringing in David Silva. Yeah. Uh, because he didn't play. Um, but aside from that, yeah, reasonably happy. Okay. So moving on to the No Champs League team. So for any new new listeners, uh, this is a team that we made before the beginning of the season, um, which consists of basically a team with none of the teams from the Champions League um, just to see how we would do and how imperative it is to have um, I guess the top four so we played a wild card a couple of weeks ago um, this week we scored 60 points which is pretty decent uh, up to 851k um, 340 points so far uh, the main performers this week were Bellerin Alonso, Lacazette, uh, Aubameyang, and Vardy captain. Well, that's a strong strike force. Yeah, I put I put that L- Laka Vardy and the thing is, you got so much money. Yeah, because yeah. you're not going to be using anything else, right? Like in in terms of there's no City, Liverpool. Well, there's no ground, there's no Salah. Yeah, exactly. So and and, and no Kane. Kane. Yeah. Kane. So you've got loads of money. So that's why I thought I might as well do that. Oh, Derby have just scored. Are you serious? Oh, I can't believe it. We're losing at Old Trafford. This is unbelievable. Right. Anyway, who cares about bloody the Carling Cup or whatever it's called, Carabao Cup? Listen, that's probably the only trophy we have a chance of winning this year. <laughs> so, yes, we do care about it. Um. Anyway, so, yeah, so 851k, not bad. Um. We'll see this week how we get on. So, moving on to league overview. Now, God, we've had loads of new people that have joined and it's actually got really, really competitive. So, as you may have been aware, um, I was like fifth for the for like a few weeks in the trot and I've dropped down to like 14th now. Just That just shows you how 
um, compared to standard. it is. And, you know, I'm in the top 10K or just outside the top 10K. So really good standard. So we've got four people tied in fifth place with 434 points. They are uh, Paulie Walnuts with 50 Shades of O'Shea. Toffee, uh, Richard Della... Delaware, Della Unity. Are you really going to go through everyone? I think you should just say who's top of the league. No, I'll go through because people like a shout out. People like the shout outs. Um, And let me just load it up again. Yeah, so you've got Richard Della Hunty, Toffee Gods, 434 as well. Rafiq Ruslan, 434, which is uh, Mickey Magic. Also in fifth place as well is Benjamin Revel. Uh, with Kingswood Massive in third, then we've got uh, Rory Scott with Smelly Sane with 436 points. Oh, I like the name. <laughs> uh, Sven, Sven Vanden Acker with Rug Tuffers 443. And Ian Cooper with Beardsley's Poachies 455 points. And he is 573rd in the world. Wow, impressive. Which is very, very good. So. Well done to you guys. Um, just a reminder, um, the winner of the quarter, so at the end of what are we, August, October, the end of October, we'll, we'll get a, a mug um, thrown your way, although not thrown because then it'll get broken. I love that joke. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so let's move on. Shez, do you want to go through last week's top scorers? Uh, yeah. Um... Matip was the top scorer. Interesting one, because I was actually going to bring Gomez into my wildcarded team. Did I convince you out of it? That's probably the only useful tip you've given me all season. (laughs) I was like, don't bring him in, lad. (laughs) Um, Only reason I was bringing him in is because I was taking Mendy out, uh, and he was cheap. Uh, Liverpool have done well this this season at the back, but I'm glad I listened to you for once. Uh, Matip, 15 points. Um, Fabianski, your man, yeah. did well and gone. Got you finally got your save, save points, points, which I, you've been going. Listen, on about. I've been going on about that since <laughs> the beginning. That's why I put him in there. Um, Alexander Arnold, he scored eleven points. See, he's an interesting one because he's like what five point one now. Five point one, and I think loads of people have been like flocking to him now yeah. um, as a cheap alternative to Robertson, or even doubling up with the Liverpool back. And he can take free kicks as well. So yeah. uh, is he on corners as well? I think he's on corners. I think I saw him on corners. They had Shakiri playing, so he takes some corners. Wan Bissaka become Mister Reliable. Is he the best like four starter we've ever had? He must be. <sighs> Who else have we had that that's been that good? I I was actually reading about this, and there was someone else. But this was like several seasons ago. There was a four million player. But I can't remember who it was. But honestly speaking, no, I can't think of anyone much better than he's like been getting like three BPS every game he's played properly I know, I know I know and he's actually like his overall points are 28 and he's missed one game as well yeah it's mad um, I, I I really don't know why his ownership is so low like it's only 28% yeah exactly it should be yeah. like 50 surely at his at his um, like how much he is people yeah value wise he's incredible um, interesting one is the City midfield uh, I brought in David Silva because I thought they would do well in this game uh, and I thought you know I'm going to rack up loads of points here 
and the boss that doesn't bloody stop. And then Mares, the person Mares. you took out. Well, I didn't take him out this week, but I took him out the week before. Bloody trolls me, comes on, scores two goals. Bernardo Silva, there's been a lot of talk about him. Uh, he delivered. The one I was actually impressed with was Gundogan. You, um, one one of the guys on Twitter, and he's on the scout cast as well as, he had Gundogan, and um, he had him in for a few weeks and took him out last week, oh. when, just after he scored. Like, you could see, I can understand why. I mean, he's only, what, five, million, five and a half million? Five and a half. He's not going to deliver like that for you every week. And the problem is, I think... With someone like him, you're taking up a city place where if someone starts delivering, you've then got to, you've wasted that spot. Yeah, that, that is that's true. Anything. That is true. But the thing is with City, there's a lot of rotation. So if you're not sure and you just want someone cheap, because the thing is with Gundogan, he's going to get you goals. He's not like a Kante. I know he's 0.5 more, Yeah. but he will score goals. But he hasn't been playing though. Yeah, he hasn't played... Although you say that, he's he's played... He's been coming on sometimes, but he hasn't really been playing every game, though, has he? He's played four out of the six. Started? Yeah. Okay. So, it's only game week four and five where he sort of came on, but the others he's actually done pretty well. He's on 28 points overall out of six game weeks. That's not bad. He's averaging just under five a game, so... Uh, and for someone that's essentially a defensive midfielder, a goal. Well, he's got a goal and two assists, and one goal and one assist came from the last game. Yeah, I don't know. Did you see his goal though? Oh, that was a bullet. Oh, beautiful. That was a, that was a really nice the goal. The way he hit that it was so clean. Um, and then up front, Fardy, he's starting to deliver. See, so we got a couple of questions on Leicester later, and I think we're going to talk about Leicester a bit. It's interesting because Vardy's always been like the Mr. Reliable for Leicester. Yeah. Um, but now we've got Madison that started to play well. Do we double up on Leicester? You know, I, I don't think they're reliable enough to double up on. I would either choose, you know, one or the other. But he's in that uncomfortable price bracket of nine million. He is. And that's that's the problem that I see with him. He's just, it's just difficult. Yeah, you're right. Because you either want to save a bit and you go sort of Mitrovic at seven, or you, or you want to go, go premium. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a, it's a difficult one. Um, that's what I found when I had Firmino. Um, I couldn't bump up my my midfield that much. Whereas now I've got Salah and Hazard because I lost Firmino. Yeah, he's got good fixtures though. All the oh, way. their fixtures all the way up until I think mid December. I think until yeah, game week sixteen. They've only got really Arsenal away. Aside from that, actually, I wasn't considering Vardy, but now that I've seen his fixtures, that may be someone to consider. I'm not. Sure. I think you're right. I wouldn't double up Vardy and Madison, but I think seeing that, I would probably go for one of the two. Yeah. Um, it's interesting today that actually Vardy's been playing in the Carabao Cup and Madison's been rested. Interesting. What does that mean for Vardy? I mean, I can't see him not playing. Oh, no, no. Vardy will play every game. Um, but I guess it just highlights the importance of Madison to the team. Yeah. Because I think they've got a few more options on the wing. They've got Albrighton, they've got Gray. But the fact that Madison's been rested suggests that He's going to be one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, but yeah, that's that's one to keep an eye out on. 
Um, the interesting one as well from last game week was Burnley, their defence. So they started the season very poorly and there was a lot of talk on whether that was due to their Europa League campaign um, or whether the wheels had essentially fallen off and you could no longer rely on their defensive assets. And it just feels like they've sort of turned the corner to an extent. I think the guy that we were laughing about mid-pre-season has been smashing it hard. Yeah, isn't it? Like I he's, actually, he's I, doing really well. Like. So I saw the highlights of the game, and he actually made some good saves. Yeah, um, he's on th- thirty-three points, um, and they yeah. have Cardiff and Huddersfield in their next two. They then got City and Chelsea, um, yeah. but then they've got a nice one of four games after that. Um, I, I, I don't know if I still want to go there with Burnley. The thing is, most of the defenders are at five million as well. That's the other problem. The only one that I would consider, possibly, it, again, not a defender, would be um, Lennon or Goodmanson. If I was going for a cheap yeah. midfielder, Lennon's 5 million and Goodmanson's 5.9. Lennon's one that I was looking at pre-season mm. and decided against. Uh, but those two, I think, are the only players. But again, Burnley don't score that many goals. I mean, they scored four this weekend, but generally, yeah. they don't. I just think their defenders are just too much to... Well, they've got Taylor at 4.4. And he's been playing, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, so he didn't start the season, but from game week three, he's pretty much played every game. Um, so I'm going to keep an eye on them, because if they're going to have a defensive season like lost, yeah, then it's someone to consider. Um, those are the main players I wanted to highlight. Um, I don't want to talk about United. <laughs> Um, although Wolves did look good, I was actually impressed but with them. What about Pogba though? Where to even start with Pogba? I, I heard something today that Mourinho's gonna has dropped him as captain. Or yeah, something. so Mourinho said he'll never captain him again. Yeah, um, why is that? Was so there something that happened. Pogba made some comments post match about how essentially United should be more offensive at uh, at Old Trafford. We should be attacking more. Um, and I don't think it went down very well with Jose and so he's basically said to the team that Pogba will never be captain but this is not going to end well and one of the two of them are not, not going to be there probably in a January transfer window I can see one of the two going interesting what did you think of Wolves you were saying I was, I was impressed with Wolves yeah, um, really as, aside from being defensively solid they can play football um, that central midfield pairing Neves Moutinho I was really impressed. I, I'm not sure I'd go for either one of the, the two as an FPL asset, but someone like Helder Costa, who I think is still quite cheap, I think he's like five something. The only problem is rotation with trial wear, right? Yeah, but Costa's been starting. Yeah. They, Wolves have started the same team every single yeah. game. And trial comes on, but he comes on towards the end. Um, so I don't think rotation's so much of a risk with them, but I was impressed with him and, F- and Costa. And if you're looking for someone cheap who will get you the odd goal, the odd assist, then yeah, it's definitely worth considering. Um, but yeah, that's enough about the previous game week. Let's move on. Okay. So um, as uh, I sp- said in the agenda, um, we had some feedback that some people wanted some kind of the potential price rises and falls that were coming up and who's been shipped out the most and who's come in 
um, this game week. So I'm just going to quickly cover that for a couple of minutes. So uh, transfers in, we've had... For... Sorry, sorry, breaking news. Fellaini has equalised. <laughs> Fellaini, fucking Fellaini. Fellaini, 95th minute. 95th minute? Yes. It goes straight to penalties as well now. Yeah, it goes to penalties. Oh, there's no wait. extra time. All right, you're gonna to have to do the rest of the pod by yourself because <laughs> I need to watch this. <laughs> um, well, hopefully this won't take too long, and then we're moving on. So hopefully the penalties don't take that that long, and everyone scores. Um, right. So goalkeepers. Um, Hart's been the main one. Thirty nine thousand transfers in. Uh, we then move on to defenders. So. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold has had 111,000 uh, transfers, Wan-Bissaka 110,000, Trippier 83, Walker 69 and Laporte 67. Uh, midfielders, uh, Madison's had 131 transfers in, Fraser 110, Richarlison 98,000, Bernardo Silva 84,000 and Hazard 72,000. Strikers, uh, Mitrovic has had 128,000 transfers, Kun 68,000 and Lacazette 37,000. In terms of transfers out, um, Mendy's had 307,000 transfers out. Um, which and I is expect probably that why. to continue rising. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is probably why he dropped last night, right? Uh, VVD's had 61,000. Uh, midfielders, uh, Pedro's had 117. Mkhitaryan 84,000. Strikers, Arnie's had 54,000, Wilson 42,000 and Lukaku 41,000. In terms of uh, price rises and falls, so we had a few last night, um, but ones that are imminent potentially for the rest of the week is Arnie going down from 7 to 6.9, Milivojevic from 6.3 to 6.2, Pickford from 5 to 4.9, and Gundogan potentially from 5.5 to 5.6 as a rise. Those are really the main ones, isn't it? Shows what's in yeah. Um, so that's just a quick overview. It's, again, it's not something we normally do, but we've got some feedback that people would like to see it. Right. Moving on. Have I got you, shares, or are you just going to be watching Penalty shootout is starting. Darby, you're up first. Um, right. I'm going to move us on. Because, okay. Or do you want to take a break so you can watch the penalties? No, no, you can carry on. I'll, I'll keep you updated. Toby <laughs> oh, um, scored the first one. It was actually a great penalty. Um, okay, so hot topics. So we've got a few hot topics for you. Surely the penalty shootout's a hot topic. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off with your fucking penalty shootout. If it was like Premier League, all right, it wouldn't be a penalty shootout in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, but if it was a Premier League, like something interesting. But this is the bloody Carabao Cup, man. Um... So, first hot topic is Spurs investment. So, there's been been an argument about, um, you know, Spurs' next two fixtures is Huddersfield and Cardiff. And, obviously, both of them have been playing really shit at the moment. Um, They've got Huddersfield away and then Cardiff at home. Now, I put something on Twitter out a few days ago because something that I'd seen. And a lot of people are thinking of trying to bring in Kane, but... In doing so, taking out Salah to like a mid-price mid, and bringing Kane in for a mid from a mid-price forward, and there was kind of like an argument, um, you know, whether or not that's worth it to do it or not. Now, my take on that personally is we haven't seen Kane performing. 
mm. at, at the moment. He's 12.4 million. I just don't think he's he's worth it at the moment. And in doing that, you're taking out Salah, someone that is performing at the moment. And people keep saying, oh, they're playing Chelsea and City, though. But actually, he plays well against these types of teams. So last season, he played. Uh, they played Chelsea twice. He played against Chelsea twice um, and scored one goal. Played against City four times in total, scored three, assisted two. So his record against these teams is decent, right? And I just don't think it's worth it. If you're, if you're bringing in Kane and you're not taking out Salah, you're taking out someone that's not in form, it's slightly different. Um, but Kane so far, six games he's played, three goals, one assist... 40 penalty area touches, 17 goal attempts, 8 shots on target, 6 big chances of which he scored 1 and 8 chances created. Now, for a second, you compare that to someone like Mitrovic, right, who's 5 million cheaper, 5.4 million cheaper at 7 million, 6 games, 5 goals. Oh shit, Fellini's about to take a penalty. (laughs) Um, 34 penalty area touches, 28 goal attempts, 12 on target. Seven big chances and scored five of them. He's way above him. Go he on. scored. <laughs> it was actually a great penalty. Um, he's way above him in the way that he's performing. So, Shez, what's your take on... I'm taking you away from this fucking penalty. <laughs> shit out. What's your take on the, the Kane debate? Do you bring him in or not? To play devil's advocate, going back to Salah... He's got two difficult fixtures. You may say he's got a good record, but one, I don't think City will be as open as they were against Liverpool. I think Pep would have learned his lessons, so I can see that being a cagey match. Going away to Stamford Bridge is not going to be easy as well. Sorry, so, the way that he plays is so open, though. You're right. He, do, he does like to attack. Um, I don't think City will play in the same manner Sorry, Chelsea will play in the same manner against Liverpool as they did against West Ham. I think they'll be more defensive. Um, So if you're looking to bring someone like Kane, maybe this is the time to trial it out. Where I personally don't think Salah is going to score big. And and also with Kane, you know, he came back from the World Cup, he looked tired. But he looked shit. He scored a a goal. He scored a penalty. Penalty, you know... He'll probably end up scoring a goal off his cock or something and fucking getting three bonus points. Well, he'll points. claim it for some... <laughs> <laughs> fucking three bonus points. He's just not playing well. He's Whereas not. Salah's getting into those positions where he's playing well. So why would you take out a player that's in form and playing well? The thing is, you wouldn't expect Salah... You're right, he might do well against Chelsea and City. He might score a god, a goal here, here or there. But you can't see him scoring a hat-trick. Kane is capable of scoring yeah. a hat-trick against these teams. Yeah. Um, now, you could be one of those that follows. After Kane scores a hat-trick, you bring him in. Or you could potentially take the risk. But obviously, it is a risk. You know, He could blank against these teams. But again, at the same time, he could score a hat-trick. Well, you wouldn't expect someone like Salah to score a hat-trick against Chelsea or City. Yeah. Are you considering bringing Kane in? If I can squeeze him in. I don't have Salah, so... It, How would you bring him in? Probably, ha- I'd probably have to take out Mane, but then I'd have no Liverpool co- coverage, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for these two games. 
but I'd probably look to switch it back up because after these two, they then have a good run. I guess, I don't know. I think if you're languishing around the 400, like I would say maybe 250 to 500,000 places or, you know, more than 250, maybe 300,000 and you need, you know, you want to try and try something different to bring yourself back down to the, you know, in the top 100,000 places, then I don't, it's, it's a shout. You can try it. Yeah, but things get so early on in the state in the season. Do you need to be worrying so much about your overall rank? That's the thing. You know, it's there's game week six. Yeah, there's so much football still to be played. But if you're going to take the risk of bringing in Kane, like if you're the top ten thousand, I don't think you should be taking these types of risks right now. Potentially. Yeah, I I don't think you should be taking those types of risks. You you need to try and consolidate it. Um, the problem is most people well uh, you, you've got to take a hit right unless you've got two free transfers that yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily take a hit to bring him in if you've got two free transfers then I'd consider it I don't think I would take a hit to bring him in yeah so FPL Fredo on Twitter so when we were having this argument so I basically said there's lots of talk in the FPL community of dropping Salah to a mid-price mid and upgrading a mid-price striker to Kane. Is everybody forgetting Salah's underlying stats and how Liverpool love to play attacking teams How well and how woeful Kane is playing at the moment? So FPL Freda said, agreed. Loads would have sold Salah this week for Hazard or Mane. Those thinking about it need to look at how that played out before making the same mistake. Liverpool's style and Salah's style is the perfect fantasy match. Get the price tag out of the head and focus on the other 14. I agree. Uh, yeah, there's no wrong or right answer here. You've yeah. got to go with what you feel is right. Um, I mean, one thing is for sure, is I do think there should be some sort of Spurs investment for the next two. Where that comes from is where the but difficulty that, that, arises. But that's right? the issue you have. The fact that midfield, everyone's back. Son's back. Yeah. Lamella's back. Ali's back. There's going to be some rotation there. You know, the, pro- the only person who's probably not going to be rotated is Ericsson, but he's not really doing much from an FPL and perspective. He's, he's not. He's not worth nine point five, which is what he's at at the moment. Yeah. Um. You've got Son at eight point three, Lamella at six point four, Ali at nine, um, and then you've got potentially Trippier as well. But then Champions League rotation. Well, I was going to say that that's the issue of Spurs. The fact that after this game week, they've got Barcelona. So you can ex- see them potentially rotating. United just lost bloody Phil Jones. He can't even take a penalty. United lost? Yeah. Oh, shit. What? Phil Jones missed a penalty? Yeah. They needed to score. Bloody hell. Nice one. <laughs> anyway. Um, Enough about this Mickey Mouse cup anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about uh, it. What One player that I do like, and I think... He's worth a shout, and yes, there is rotation risk. Is Lamella at six point four? He's not starting at the moment. No, he's not. But they've got Barca. When have they got Barca next week? Right? Next week they've got Barca next week, and then is it Liverpool as well afterwards? No, no, no. They've played Liverpool. Oh no! Then I don't know. Then they've got Cardiff, and then they've got someone else. I mean, I can see, I can see Lamella starting against Huddersfield or Cardiff potentially. Or coming on the last half an hour. They, they've got 
they've got good fixtures actually. Um, they've got Huddersfield, Cardiff, and West Ham before they play City. Uh, so they've got yeah a few decent fixtures there. Um, but it's just you know what I mean. You're saying someone like Trippier, but I can see someone like Aurier starting this weekend and Trippier being rested for Barcelona. Mm. That's the issue again. Midfield, where do you go? Or do you just stay away then? I I think if you're getting Spurs, it's got to be Kane. Because he's the only guaranteed. Kind he's of the only guarantee. Well, Ericsson's guaranteed, but like we said, we we wouldn't consider him. So it's where where do you go? Do you go Son, Mora, Ali? Mora Mora's looked good this season, but yeah, with Son back, you just don't know, do you? You don't. So what's the conclusion? <laughs> I guess we don't fucking know. Do you know an interesting one on Spurs is uh, they've got two injured keepers. Yeah, Gaz- Gazaniga. Gazaniga's uh, 4.5, isn't he? Uh, so Gazaniga started uh, on the weekend and he's 4.5. Yeah. So you can see him picking up a few cheeky clean sheets. I don't know how I don't long... think he's worth a transfer though. I... Unless you're on a wild card and you're having him as a second keeper. I don't yeah. think he's worth a transfer. Um yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long it forms out for. Because if this guy's playing for the next three game weeks... Gazaniga. Yeah. Then it'll be worth it. Well, maybe. Uh, if you've got a free transfer. The thing is with Huddersfield is they always score one. Don't they? Oh, they're so shit. Yeah, they are shit. They just, they just need to go down. <laughs> right. Should we wrap up this section? Anything else you want to talk about with Spurs? No. My, so, in conclusion, my punt is Lamella. I think he's the one who's worth it. Two goals, one assist. Um, is it two goals? Yeah. Yeah, two goals, one assist. And at 6.4, I think he's worth it, potentially. I, I personally wouldn't go Lamella because he's not starting. I think if you're going Spurs midfield, you go... I'd go Son or Mora. Okay. Cool, should we have a little break? Yes. Okay, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. Welcome back, guys. Sham, what's next on the agenda? Right, so now we've got Man City assets. So loads to talk about here. Um, and actually, we've received loads of questions. So of the 25 questions, um, seven of them uh, are about Man City and Mendy, etc., so I guess the best way to do this is probably um, take each question one by one, answer them, and then if there's anything else that we missed from Man City, we can just kind of talk about it. Yep, afterwards. sounds good. Okay, so the first question is from Ricky at Ricky92165107. Is it sensible to avoid City midfielders overall? I wouldn't avoid them overall. I understand the point he's raising. There's a lot of rotation with City, especially in midfield. I suffered from this myself this week where I brought in David Silva and he didn't play. But the fact is City score a lot of goals. Um, And I think as long as you've got a bench um, with players that can come in, then you've got to have City coverage simply because they score too many points. I mean, in terms of top uh, point scorers this week you had three of their midfielders you had Bernardo Silva with 14 points Gundogan with 13 and Mahrez with 12 
Okay, yeah, granted, Mares came on late, but that's a, the thing. City players, they could be coming on late. They're going to tire opposition uh, uh, players out and they're going to be scoring goals late on as well. So you've got to have City coverage, in my opinion. It's just which one, right? That's it, the problem. That's, that's a difficulty. So, in answer to your question, is it sensible to avoid City midfielders overall? Probably not, I would say. But choosing one is going to be tough. Right. Choosing one's going to be tough, yes. Okay, so um, next question is from Rock Turbo Man at Rock Turbo Man. Is David Silva a bit of a liability? I'm concerned they will prioritise Champions League instead of Premier League due to the Lyon game and rest him in Premier League. He is from an FPL perspective simply because. Pep said before the start of the season he wanted to manage his minutes. He's probably played more than Pep would have liked because De Bruyne's injury. Um, but the worrying thing with David Silva is that he played tonight in the Carabao Cup. They've got a Champions League fixture next week, uh, followed by Liverpool, which suggests to me David Silva's not going to play on the weekend. Yeah, um, that one. I can't see David Silva playing four games in a row. You'd think Pep would want him for both the Champions League and the Liverpool games. So, yes, he is an FPL liability. Okay. Next one is from FPL Wildcard at FPL Wildcard. Is Sterling an overlooked differential? Looks good and is getting results with a great game this week. He is an overlooked differential, um, but the reason for that is his price. He's 11 million, um, which is quite expensive because if you've got someone like Salah or Mane already and Aguero, it's very difficult to squeeze someone like Sterling in. His stats uh, are unreal though. Yeah, his stats are very good. So he's got three goals, one assist. His XG is 2.14, XA is 0.91, 50 penalty area touches. And just to give, give some perspective on that... The next highest person is David Silva at 35. He's had 15 goal attempts, two big chances and one big chance he scored. I, I think he is the midfielder to get, isn't he, really? If you can squeeze him in, definitely, without a doubt, because it's it appears he's the one that's least likely to be rotated as well. Pep seems to love him um, and he loves playing in that City shirt. He's a lot better for City than he was for England. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Sane, Mares, there's going to be rotation there, but Sterling looks like the one that will be starting. Problem you can't that... have Kundo and him and Salah and Hazard. That's the problem, right? That's that's the issue. And the thing is, as well, is you've got other City players who are cheaper, who are still scoring good points. Someone like Bernardo Silva. Yeah who is 7.5, that's a big price difference. But then he went like four game weeks like without a return, right? From two to five, he didn't have a return. You're right, he didn't. But in terms of points scored, he's only scored three points less than Sterling. He scored yeah. 30 compared to 33. And he is three and a half million cheaper. Would you consider taking out Kun no. for Kane and then Sterling Ooh. in? No, I wouldn't take Kun out. For me, if Aguero's 
fit and not injured, he's a set and forget. He stays in my team because he'll score you your goal, uh, you know, week in, week out. But it's his explosive nature. You know, he's capable of scoring a hat-trick any given week. And if you don't have him in your team and other people have, have Aguero and they're captaining him, you're going to get hit hard. So no, I wouldn't take Aguero out. Okay, next question is from Shotgun NUFC at Shotgun NUFC. Mendy, does he stay until we have more news or does he go? If he goes, then there's the decision to move to Trippier as the obvious premium or downgrade to a point five to upgrade elsewhere. Elsewhere, Where do you guys sit? Mendy's been uh, a hot topic this week. Yeah. You and I have been talking about him a lot. So I took him out in, when I was preparing my wild card. Just because, I think advice from me on that one. Partly. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of uncertainty and a lot, a lot of unclear information about what's actually happening with Mendy, whether it's an injury, a disciplinary issue. No one really seems to know what's going on and perhaps not really giving much away. My advice with Mendy would be to take him out um, and simply because of what I've seen tonight. So City made 10 changes from the weekend and the interesting point there was that Fabian Delph has been rested. He wasn't in the team. Presumably because he's going to be starting on the weekend, which suggests that Mendy's not ready to come back for the weekend. So you said he's what had about three hundred thousand odd transfers out. Yeah, he's dropped from six point five to six point three. Yeah, I can see him dropping another another point two there. Yeah. Um. So I was carrying him at six point two. I I sold him at six point two. You bought him in at six point zero, and you're now carrying him at six point one. Yeah. Uh, a few more price drops and well I can afford for him to go down to 6.2 before yeah. I lose any more value on yeah. him I lost 0.1 already yeah um, so I'm I'm gonna hold um, but yeah just the, the fact that uh, Delft didn't start today suggests to me that Delft's gonna be starting on the weekend yeah I saw something interested on um, Twitter so uh, at FPL Partrid asked um, Sammy Lee who is like the goal representative for Man City um, hi mate, just wondering if you heard anything on the great wine regarding Mendy. Do you think there's more to it than than the injury, and can we expect to see him back anything soon, anytime soon? He said, "I'm suspicious due to the previous behaviour, but I've not heard anything to back that up since the injury was announced. Happy to give it a couple more weeks, as he's been out uh, two already, and apparently it's not serious. It's an interesting one." What have they said that it's a bruised? Well, Bruce. firstly, he said it was like in the first press conference. He said it was a knee, mm-hmm. and then the one that just went, he said it was his ankle, and then there was stuff that came out saying it was the the his bruised, metatarsal. Bruised metatarsal. Bruised metatarsal. Bruised metatarsal. Well, if it is a bruised metatarsal, you'd think that would take at least six weeks. Well, this and, is what uh, a lot of people are saying. And then you've got the fitness issue. So will he come straight back into yeah. the team? Um, That's the other thing. Yeah. So for me. He's out, um, simply because of price drop is price drops as well. I mean, he's had three hundred thousand transfers out, and you're gonna, he's going to have more before the weekend. So I I think before the weekend he'll drop another point one. Okay, 
And then just the second part, I know it's not city related, but I guess it is something that's um, people are talking about. If he goes and there's a decision of moving to Trippier as the obvious premium or downgrade to a 4.5 to upgrade elsewhere, where do you guys sit? We've mentioned Trippier. We don't know if he's going to be starting on the weekend. So you're running the risk there. If you bring him in, he doesn't start because he's being rested for Barcelona. It depends what your midfield is like. I would try and get a, a Spurs asset in if you can. So if you don't think Trippier is going to start, maybe you can downgrade to someone like Doherty at 4.4 and then upgrade somewhere yeah. else to a Son or, not, or if you want to take a risk on Lamella or more or someone like that. Yeah. Okay, the next one is from uh, Widge Berlin, Widge Berlin at Y Berlin. Other Man City players to count on other than Edison and Aguero? Uh, Laporte. Yeah. He has been a regular starter. He didn't play tonight in the Carabao Cup, which suggests that he's the first choice centre-back. He's the only left-footed centre-back as well. So And Pep the, brought him in himself. And Pep brought him in himself. So there's a case for... Well, a case to suggest that basically it's me Laporte plus one of the other three playing centre-back. So would we, I guess, in answer to that previous question about... Downgrade. Do we look at Laporte then as a direct replacement for Mendy? Potentially. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, with Laporte, you're bringing him in because of the clean sheets. You yeah, can't see him scoring too many yeah, goals or yeah. getting many assists. Yeah. Um, so it's or either BPS, that. Yes, really. Yeah. So it's either that or you're bringing in a defender from another team that's a little bit more attacking. So like a Doherty or a Trippier. And before, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So the next question is actually about Laporte. So from FPL Badger at FPL underscore Badger, Laporte is he the real deal? Played he, every minute so far and racking up some serious points fairly unnoticed. He is. He's a great player as well. I mean, I remember seeing him uh, playing in Spain, and I thought this guy is going to be one hell of a defender. Um, Pep loves him. Um, it looks like he's going to play a lot of minutes um, so yeah he's definitely a good um, alternative to Mendy okay and then the final question on City is from Karthik Rao so he retweeted something and said this is one of my questions for your pod and the tweet said are Aguero owners happy just one goal and two assists from eight Man City goals in the last two games, in brackets, two easy games, Cardiff and Fulham, frustratingly coming off on 53 and 60 minutes respectively, goals across the teams, the wingers and mids hitting the box. I think you've got to be happy with Aguero. He's the highest scoring forward with 43 points. He's scored four goals. He's got four assists. I think people are just talking about his goals, but not you know not the assists. I think that's the issue, isn't it? They're saying, oh, he's only scored one goal and whatever before this one, or sorry, three goals, which was a hat trick. But he's getting assists in that. He's right? getting assists. I mean, he got six points last game week, seven in game week five, six against uh, Newcastle, six points. He got that hat trick. What more? Are you... The problem is he set such high standards over the last few seasons. Yeah. 
that people expect so much of him, but you need to put it into perspective and compare him to the other forwards. He he's the highest scoring forward. So I I personally I'm happy with him. I, I've said for me if Aguero is fit, he stays in my team. Yeah. Okay. So those are the questions on City. Um do you, do we want to have a quick chat about the midfielders in general? Like- yeah, so I mean, I I guess one of the things we've been talking about is we both have Aguero. Uh, we both previously had Mendy, uh, but we're looking at getting in a third City player who would probably be a midfielder. There's been a lot of rotation. How do we compare them? I mean, you've got Bernardo Silva, you've got Sterling, Sane... David Silva, Morris, like he hasn't started the last few games, but he scored a couple. How do their stats compare? So, Sterling does come out on top, um, and I went through his stats earlier, but obviously he's 11 million. Now, because they've not all been playing all the games, like, you know, Sane only played the last couple and Morris has been coming off the bench, their stats are a bit skewed. Um, so, I'll go through kind of the main things. So, we've got Penalty area touches, Sterling comes out on top with 50, followed by Dilver at 35, followed by uh, Bernardo Silva at 26, and then Sane 19 and Mahrez 18. Goal attempts, again Sterling comes out top 15, followed by Mahrez at 12, Bernardo Silva at 11, David Silva 9 and Sane 7. Big chances, Sane's had 3 Sterling, Bernardo Silva and David Silva's had two, Mars has had one. So, and then obviously goals scored, Sterling's three, David Silva, Mares, Bernardo Silva two and Sane one. So it's really difficult like in terms of who you go. I mean, my pick would be Sane because I can see, especially with Mendy out, um, yeah. if Mendy was still in, I would be reluctant of having Sane, but... You see last season how well he did when he, there wasn't Mendy there, right? I think Delph is the kind of perfect person for him because Delph is not that attacking. So Sane has a lot more freedom, whereas Mendy was over, would be overlapping Sane. <laughs> yeah, he would. He, 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 I don't think that you can play Mendy and Sane together because Mendy would be overtaking Sane. Yeah. Um, so I think with Mendy out, definitely, I think Sane is the one for me. His stats... Are not great, but that's only because he's played a couple of games. Um, yeah, he's played but the eye test, he definitely passes for me. I agree. I wanted to squeeze him in into my wildcard team, but he was just a bit too expensive. And I thought David Silva's been playing well. That's the reason I brought him in. But like we mentioned earlier, David Silva is too much of a rotation risk. So, yeah, Sane and Sterling are the ones if you can afford them. If you can't, then... I still think Bernardo Silva is a good alternative. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched the game and um, he did have a lot of chances, Bernardo. But he blanked for four game weeks and that's what worries me. From two to five, he blanked. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know. I'd rather pay the extra and get Sane in. But I'd only be able to do that personally once I have a wild card because there'll be too much shuffling that I need to do around. Um, so it would depend because obviously I wouldn't be able to have Salah, Hazard, Sane and Aguero. I wouldn't be able to fit it all in. Really. Yeah. So I'd have to move things around. 
But for me, Son is the City midfielder I would go for. Okay. Right. Next hot topic is Arsenal. This is not going to be too long. Essentially, the question is, are they worth it? Are their investments worth it? it are, should we be going for them? They played well on the weekend. Uh, Lacazette and Aubameyang both came in with a goal each. Ramsey came in with two assists. Um, as we know, they've got a great run of fixtures. So they've got Watford at home, Fulham away, Leicester at home, Crystal Palace away, and then they've got Liverpool at home. Should we be investing or should we be holding off because we just don't know what's going on? I think now might be the time to actually consider Arsenal. They had difficult opening fixtures. Um, but now, like you said, their next four are reasonable. You'd expect them to do well in all four of those. I really like the look of Lacazette. Yeah. He scored a lovely goal as well. He did score a great goal. Um, I can see him scoring a lot of goals. Uh, I think initially there was the whole issue of game time. But he started the last three. Um, and he scored two goals and had two assists in the last three. The, the only problem with Lacazette is... Again, I don't like his price tag at nine point. It's nine point four. It's very difficult to move in people around, and also. But the thing is, if if you're considering someone like Vardy, surely someone like Lacazette would be better, similar price, and you'd think Arsenal are going to score more goals than Leicester. Yeah, the the other issue is, is there are good to have. To have Salah and Hazard in your team, you can't have like a nine point five striker. Yeah, you've got to have. Yeah, it's, it's you've got different. to have a Kun, and then two mid price, like a six point five, whatever. Two two of those. The only way that you would be able to afford Lacazette is if you downgrade both of those to like a five point five and a four point five, and then. You know, your mid-price midfielders are like proper cheap, dirt cheap, like five. That's the problem. Yeah. So it's whether or not you fit him in. I mean, if it if it works for people, then I think that's good. I think the one for me that I'm looking at is Ramsey. Um, so he's had five starts, two assists, both on this weekend. Um, 24 penalty area touches. You compare that to Lacazette, who's got 27. And, you know, I was looking at the stats for Bamiang. His stats are poor so he's had 13 penalty area touches and you compare that to like Ramsey 24 and Lacazette 27 goal attempts Lacazette's had 13 Aubameyang's had 14 Ramsey's had eight shots on target Ramsey's had eight shots and six of them on target uh, Lacazette's had six um, on target and so is Aubameyang um, what's so- Ramsey's xg uh, 0.37, it's not great. Yeah, because I was going to say, I mean, six games, he hasn't scored. He's had two assists, and it's only really last game week against Everton where he's done anything. I mean, up until that, he's scored three, two, two, one, and one. Yeah, I think the reason why I was looking at getting him in is because I do want to try and get an Arsenal player in for their run of fixtures, and... He looks the best of them other than Lac- Lacazette. Because I can't fit Lacazette in. I mean, if I had a blank 
canvas and could go straight up unlimited budget or whatever I would go for Lacazette but as we know in fantasy that's not always possible yeah are you looking at any of them three Lacazette Lacazette's the only one are you going to try and bring him in or um the issue is like you say you know you've got I've got Hazard Mane and Aguero so Fonz will be limited I've got Mitrovic as one of my other strikers who I'd want to keep so if I'm bringing in Lacazette, the only player I'd be willing to take out is Zaha, which I wouldn't be adverse to, but I probably want to keep him until game week 10. But it's where I downgrade, which is the difficult one. I mean, I could take out David Silva. Um, potentially, potentially. Lacazette, I'm not Ramsey for me. I don't think he scores enough. Um, not in, uh, there are other players in midfield for that and that price bracket. What is he? Seven point four. You've got yeah. Richarlison at six point six. You've got Madison at six point eight. Who for me are better options. Fair enough. So. Okay. Move on from Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the final hot topic is. Uh, mid-price midfielders so essentially where do we go with them um, as we've spoken about there are some really good mid-price options so we've got a couple of questions on this and both of the questions are identical so um, from Ida Main at DC Bansky and Matthew Hall at Dr Matt 7 both asked Madison or Richarlison uh, Shez, you've got some stats on them? What do you- I was going to say both. I'll <laughs> have them both. Um, Richarlison started the season really, really well and then picked up that red card, which sort of disrupted the flow slightly. Um, Madison seems to be getting better and better. Um, it was interesting, I was looking at their heat map and Richarlison is predominantly on the left wing. That's where the area he sort of covers. But Madison seems to be all over the place. Yeah. You know, all over central areas. So, um, yeah, heat map definitely favours Madison. In terms of goals, identical. Both scored three goals. Madison's picked up one assist. Richarlison hasn't uh, got any assists yet. Madison's XG is higher. So his expected goals, 1.63 versus 1.12. One thing we need to bear in mind as well is that Madison's played more games. Um, so that slightly skews that in his favour. Um, in terms of penalty area touches though, despite the fact Madison's played more games, he's only had 11 versus Richarlison's 15. Um, Madison's had 14 goal attempts versus Richarlison's 9. Um, Richarlison's had two big chances and scored one. Madison's had one and scored one. So stats are not too dissimilar. Yeah. Not too dissimilar. Um, I test though. What does... I mean, I, Richarlison looked a force on the, in the Arsenal game. Yeah. I mean, for me on the eye test, I would say that Madison would probably be consistent, but Richarlison would be explosive. Yeah, I'd probably agree with you on that. Um, and Leicester have got great run of fixtures, haven't they? Like we spoke about earlier already. So, Ever- what's Everton's fixtures like? So they have Fulham at home, Leicester away, 
Palace at home, United away, Brighton at home. Considering the way United are playing at the moment, I'll probably say that was a five easy fixtures. So, <laughs> um, so fixtures again, not too dissimilar. So it's actually a difficult choice between the two of them. Um, You're thinking about having both. I'm thinking about having both. If I had to choose between one, tough one. Probably Richarlison just because he can be explosive. Yeah. But I do like the look of Madison. Um, he scored a great free kick as well on the weekend. Um, so personally, if you can, I would squeeze both in. Uh, if it's a choice between the two, I don't think there's much between them. They've, they've both got um, a good run of fixtures. If anything, Everton's fixtures are kind of a little bit tougher after game week nine. They've got United and Chelsea and Liverpool in three of the next six after game week nine. Whereas, as we mentioned with Leicester, they've got a better run of fixtures. That's the only thing that puts it in their favour. And then in terms of like other midfielders, uh, mid-price midfielders, so we've got Frazier, who's 5.9, Mora, um, 7.4, so it's a little bit more, Pereira, 6.3, Dead Pedro at 6.7, uh, Gundogan 5.5, Walcott 6.6, and then one that you tipped pre-season um, that I'm probably going to get for game week 8 is Knockart. You shot me down straight away when I mentioned him. Um, yeah, but the thing is, their fixtures were terrible though. The first, I think now is the time to invest in Brighton. Did you see the highlights? He yeah, should have yeah. scored at least yeah. two or three. Yeah, he played really well. Watch the game. Yeah, um, he scored he a good goal. Well. Uh, so you got um, knockout five point five. The problem is Brighton. Johnson. They don't score enough, especially away from home. But at five point five, I would put him in. The problem is five point five. You have got someone like Fraser at five point nine. Yeah, for but me, I've got Fraser anyway. I had him from the beginning of the season. Okay, but for somebody that hasn't got Fraser, yeah, for me that's that's in the two. Yeah, that's a no brainer. If you're looking at a six million midfielder. Six million and under. Fraser for me is the first name. Yeah. Would you put Fraser ahead of like Richarlison and Madison, or you'd say basically get all three? <laughs> I want all three. Um, Do you know that that raises an interesting point because this year with the way that you know people want Salah and Hazard and Kane and Aguero, you might have to just have two big big ones like Hazard and. And um, Salah or Mane or whatever, and then have two, three really budget ones like that. But the thing is, these so-called budget midfielders are actually performing well, yeah, points-wise. I mean, especially Fraser, he's on forty-one points in total. Yeah. So he's got good fixtures up until game week eleven, and then they sort of turn. Um, so yeah, I think those are the three, definitely. Okay. Cool. Let's move on. So that's the hot topics covered. Shez, where do you want to go next? Do you want to go questions or game week seven preview? Let's do a game week seven preview. Okay. How are we doing it this week then? Um so maybe just go through the fixtures and highlight some of some key players. Okay. If there are any. There yeah. might be some fixtures. Where we'll just ignore Cardiff Burnley comes to mind. That's the only Sunday game. It's oh, ridiculous. I know. I know. 
that's definitely the day to be doing all your errands and anything <laughs> else you need to do. So, Saturday, 12.30, where are we watching the game? Oh. West Ham United. Well, I'll have the kids, won't I? So, I don't know. We'll... Do you know what? Actually, after watching this bloody Carabao Cup, I'm not sure I want to watch this game with you. <laughs> you guys we, seem to... We uh... should record a pod during the game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Can you imagine? I, I, you know what we we're playing. We, we're now playing well. Where we've got that three in the middle, so you know Declan Rice is playing superb. Um, Coincidentally, you started playing a lot better since Wilshere's been injured. Yeah, yeah, because they were playing Noble and Wilshere, just them two before. That's the problem. Yeah, that's... Um, Arnie should be back for this game. Oh really? Um, yeah, I've heard he should be back. So obviously nothing's guaranteed, but that would be good. So, one, just one on this game. I know a few people that brought in Lukaku last week and they're panicking because he had an absolute shocker. Aguero returned. Would you get rid of Lukaku this game week? Um, I'd triple captain him. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lukaku's record against West Ham is fucking ridiculous. It's something like, I think... Eight goals or nine goals in eight games. Like he he has scored the most goals against West Ham, other than any other team. I, um, I remember when we went to watch the game last season, and you uh, you said oh, I'm captain Lukaku, and I said, oh, it's first game. I'm not sure he's going to do that much. And you're like, no, his record against West Ham is incredible, and he scored two goals. So <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm inclined to go with you there. I think you know, not triple captain. I that I have exaggerated, no, <laughs> but. Um, I would definitely have him in your team if you consider him taking him out. We've actually got a question about Lukaku, and I'll cover that now. So, FPL Lewis at FPL Lewis says, on a scale of one to stupid, how bad a decision did I make by transferring in Lukaku? It wasn't a terrible decision. A lot of people did it. I, I we, we recommended it, didn't we? Well, I recommended it. You recommended it. it. I'm not sure I'd ever recommend any United players this season just because... We're having such a mixed season. Uh, one week we're good, the next week we're terrible, and at the moment there's just no consistency. But you might expect to see a reaction from United, especially after the last two fixtures. Would you take him out if you had him? No. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. I'd play him. Um, he Just because you... Again, I'm a stats man... And his stats against West Ham are ridiculous. So I would definitely start him. Okay. I wouldn't be taking him out if I had him. So so the two to consider here are Anatovic and Lukaku. I wouldn't consider anyone else from United, that's for sure. Yeah, I I wouldn't be bringing in Anatovic for this game. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily take him out. Yeah. Um, if you've had him this long, I would stick with him because his fixtures turned massively from game week 10. So I would kind of just stick it out. Yeah, um, I can't unless, see. unless you're going to be bringing him in for but then you know United's defence has been decent well, I, was, well, I was going to say I can't see either team keeping a clean sheet here so yeah. I can see a few goals so I want to go for any defensive facets here uh, Arsenal Watford well like we a, just yeah Lacazette looks like a good option Watford are conceding what did they, they conceded last game didn't they it was um, one all last game but do you know what Fulham should have scored a couple yeah you know, Mitrovic missed some good chances. Um, Arsenal. Arsenal played shit, though. They scored. like Everton should have been like 2-3-0 up in the first half. They played shit. Um, I don't know. 
You're thinking Laka, right? I, I think Lacazette's the only one here. Caracatilla. This is going to be a good game. Everton-Fulham, I think. It's going to be very open, I think this right? is going to be so open. Fulham cannot defend for And neither can Everton. And neither can Everton. You know, I have got both Mitrovic and Richarlison. And I was thinking, maybe I should bench one of them. I was like, actually, no. I need both of them because I think they can, they'll both return here. Um, I can see quite a few goals here. Okay. Huddersfield Spurs. Well, so everyone's going to be looking out on this game, aren't they, in terms of where do we go with the Spurs assets that they put in. Um, Kane would be the one that people are looking for. Like, like I say, I really like Lamella, I think. Strangely enough, he could actually start this game just because of the Champions League fixture next week. Yeah. Um, I would be surprised. because well, they're playing, Are they playing tomorrow? In the Carabao, Carabao Cup, Cup. Yeah. yeah, so it would be interesting to see with their lineup. Yeah. Um, if he plays or well, not. Well, he probably would play, I yeah, suspect. I, so. I suspect he probably would play. Um, City, Brighton. Spanking, this is going to be... I was going to say this could be five or six, right? Uh, you'd think so. You'd think so. Um, Captain Kun here. It's got to be. He didn't play tonight in the Carabao Cup. His home there. record is ridiculous. His home record's very good. Um, yeah, it's got to be Kuhn. You can see them keeping a clean sheet here as well. Uh, Newcastle, Leicester. Well, n- interestingly, Newcastle's defence, so against the big teams, they've been conceding, but then they've also had two clean sheets, haven't they? Newcastle are good at home, so this is not going to be straightforward for Leicester. And their fixtures turn soon as well. So from game week uh, nine, they've got... Uh, Brighton at home, Southampton away, Watford at home. So this would be an interesting one for me. I want to see how well they do defensively and if anyone comes out attacking me because I'll be playing my wild card around that time and I'm looking at bringing in Brighton and Newcastle assets. Yeah, defensive assets that is. Yeah, defensive assets. Yep. Yeah. Wolves, Southampton, that's going to be a low-scoring game, I suspect. Yeah, if you've got any Wolves defense, defenders in this game, I would play them. Yeah. Chelsea Liverpool, that's going to be a tasty one. I think it'll be a two 0 win for Liverpool. Really? You yeah. Think it's going to be that kind of, yeah. I I can't see it being that convincing. Chelsea at Stamford Bridge are going to be strong. I I think this will be a draw. I think it'll be one 0 They played terrible on Sunday against us. They did, but that was West Ham. They're going to have to step up their game against Liverpool. Cardiff Burnley. Should we just skip yeah, this one? Skip that one. <laughs> be like, I I. Defensive, defensive asset, yeah. Like 1-0 Burnley or something, 0-0 or yeah. something like that. What about, would you play Danny Ward if you, in this one? The 4.5 million striker. No. A lot of people have him. Do you have him? Do you? No. no do you not have him? No. When would you play him? Just Cardiff are terrible. <laughs> Cardiff and Huddersfield, why are they even this, in this league? <laughs> Let's be honest, they don't belong here. They're not up to standard compared to the other teams. Bournemouth Palace. Monday night game. Monday night games are dodgy. It's they're so difficult to predict. Yeah, this again. I can see this being a very open game. Uh, Bournemouth at home are very good, very solid. Yeah. Um, also, they lost the last game, so you'd expect to see a reaction from pa- Palace defensively. Have got a little bit better. Yeah, um, they don't score a huge amount. Uh, this will be an interesting one. I'm, I'm not sure which way this one will go. And what about Zaha? What if he blanks here again? Well, I haven't got Mitrovic and I really want to bring him in. And I was giving him um, 
kind of the next couple of games because from game week 10 their fixtures are really bad so they're playing Wolves at home next week so I'd probably I don't know it depends how badly he plays I'm not sure because Zaha I mean Zaha scored three goals granted but he's picked up a few yellow cards you know points wise he hasn't done that great no so so yeah those are all the game week seven fixtures okay so moving on to under the radar pick. So we've got differing opinions. Shes, what was your under the radar pick? Well, who's your under the I radar? I don't remember. Pick? <laughs> <laughs> so, so mine is Lamella. No, not Lamella yeah. for that's sure. That's mine. So that's my under the radar pick. So that's my person who I think is going to have a really good game week. Um, that people aren't really talking about. Um, whether or not he starts. Again, we don't know. But even if he doesn't start and it comes on for the last half an hour, I could still see him nicking a goal. He, he didn't. I don't think he started the last game, did he? Against Huddersfield. Uh, sorry, against uh, Brighton and he still scored, right? Yeah. So, um, that's mine. Anyone that... Who's the one player, I guess, for you? Did you say uh, Lacazette, didn't you? Yeah, Lacazette. Um, and I'll just think about it as well. Sane. I know we mentioned Sane, him earlier. Yeah. But I think he'll start this weekend and I would expect City to hit Brighton for a few. So those are the two. Okay. Um, Captain choice this week? Uh, Kun. Uh, how can you be on Kun at home? So interesting one for you. If you had Kun and Kane, where would you go? Kun. Kun's yeah. at home. Kane's playing away. Yeah. And he, Against Huddersfield though. Against Huddersfield. But he still doesn't look quite right to me. Yeah, I don't think there's any other... I mean, I might still so. bring Kane in. Yeah. But I'm still Captain Kun. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any other captain choices here, is there? No. Differential captain? Ooh. Vardy? Vardy at Newcastle? Lacazette? <sighs> Sterling? <laughs> Sterling. Yeah. Sterling. Sterling would be my differential, but it's mad to think that Sterling is a differential. But I mean, he is only owned, he's only owned by two uh, percent or three percent, but he would be my um, fair enough. Okay, um, right. Question. So let's. We've got I think fifteen Another or 40, forty questions to cover. No, we haven't got that many now. I don't think we've covered quite a lot of them. I think we've got fourteen or so. Let's try and whiz through these as quickly as we can. So. First one is from John Samuel at WJS1953. Oh, this is a good one. So it's not a question. It's more of a statement. Thanks, guys, for talking me out of a 20-point hit last week. Um, I stuck with what I had and I scored 79 points. Oh, nice one. So um, I think yeah, that was good work. I'm, I'm not sure you could ever justify a 20-point hit. No. Um, at Bagamboy FPL. Um, so this was the um, guy that actually reviewed our pod last week and he gave us a really good review so thank you very much bag and boy so his question is seven million or under forwards do we really think Mitro will get 20 goals this season question and the second part is has West Ham turned a corner only one of three coaches have won their Premier League plus attacking therefore Arnie question mark also others Okay, let me answer the Mitro, a new deal with West Ham, since that's your team. Okay. Uh, is Mitrovic capable of scoring 20 goals this season? Yes. He's scored five goals already from six games. Um, and they've played Tottenham and City during 
that period. So if he continues to replicate this form, yes. He'll... Yeah, the only other part of that though is are you expecting a £7 million striker to score 20 goals a season? Ordinarily, no. But the way Fulham play, where they just attack and they can't defend, yes, I can see that with Mitrovic. Even if he gets 15 goals, I'd be happy at £7 million. Even you know, You're not expecting him to score 20 goals, right? I'm not expecting, but if you're asking me a £7 million forward to name one who can do it, Mitrovic. Okay, and then the second part is, have West Ham turned a corner... Um, considering attacking assets, Arnie. So yeah, I think we have turned a corner. To be honest, Bag and Boy. Um, we're now playing the way that we've kind of. I guess we've kind of found the way that we should have played. Um, Arnie is the player that's delivering that for us. We just um, got a bit more stability in yeah. central midfield. Don't well, you? that's it. And we had everything all over the place before, and now we've got three solid central midfielders there. Um, which gives Yarmolenko, Anderson and Anatovic freedom. I mean, he didn't play the last game. And I'm pretty sure if he did play, he would have scored the chances. Did you see Yarmolenko's miss? That was yeah. like ridiculous. Um, I'm so sore on Yarmolenko's Twitter today. A video where um, the West Ham players had put a photo of his face and a square head on top of all around the all around their dressing room, which made me laugh, like taking the piss out of him. Um, but yeah, you know, going back on Altovich, I think so. From game week ten, our fixtures are really good, and again, that's the kind of week that I'm looking to wildcard, and I will be bringing him in, in bringing him in most definitely. Um, are there any other forwards? He's also said so. Others also. <sighs> The other ones are sort of like Zaha, Seven million or under. Zaha, Wilson, King, but Jimenez, Jimenez, Ings. Um, for me, Mitro is a standout one. Um, and if you're not looking at Mitro and you're looking a little bit lower, less in terms of um, funds, uh, Ings. Okay. Uh, next, we've got three similar questions about goalkeepers. So oh, I'll what a read boring position. Yeah, so I'll read them all out. Uh, it's an important one though. Gives you the uh, <laughs> your <second laughs> I'm a I'm a goalie and I play with shares in the team and that's why he's saying it. Um, yes, it is a boring position, but you know it's an important one. <laughs> I didn't get that. For a minute. <laughs> a <bit> slow to <laughs> um, So the first one is from Matthew Hall at Doctor Matt zero seven. Best four point five goalkeepers question. Uh, I'm looking to downgrade Edison after this week. Initial thoughts are Hennessy, fixtures about to get tough, Hart a rotation risk, Patricio good but Wolves defenders are better options, Foster question mark, Ryan question mark, fixtures are about to get great. Also one from Mark Dorney, at Mark Dorney, want a 4.5 set and forget keeper, down to three, Patricio, Hart or Foster but which one? And the finals from Peter Gray at Peter V Gray. Teams and players to be looking at on a wild card best keeper rotation or a four point five set and forget. So I guess the question is, four point five keepers. Where do we go? You tell me. I thought you did some uh, some work on this. Yeah. So f- for me, I spoke about it at the beginning of the. Um, so pre was a pre season. Yeah, I don't like. 4.5 rotations 
And this weekend was a perfect example of why I don't like 4.5 rotations. So Fabianski plays Chelsea and I think his rotating pair was a Bournemouth or I think it was like Begovic. So you could have like a Begovic or a Southampton or whoever you have. Was Southampton was it well. Southampton? So Southampton were playing, who were they playing this week? Liverpool. Liverpool. Well, I don't think it's that. Is it that, that rotation pair? Okay, regardless. Normally ones, yeah, I mean, the reason is, is you would not ordinarily pick Fabianski against Chelsea. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't, would you? You would pick the other keeper that has a more favourable fixture. And that's the reason why I don't. Um, I think James, we're at FPL Podcast, uh, the Planet Podcast, he had um, Begovic in goal. He had Begovic and Fabianski and he chose to play Begovic yeah. against Burnley. Because that's generally what you would think, right? Yeah. Um, and obviously he got stung. So for me, I would go with a 4.5 and a 4.0 because I don't like the rotation pairing. Yeah, I, I must admit, I've actually changed my tune on that pre-season. I was contemplating switching my keepers. Um, but I think now, you know, you, you need the funds elsewhere. So you go with a 4.0 keeper and you choose one 4.5 and you... It's a set and forget. So I guess the options that they're given, and I think probably the best one, so you've got Hennessy, so who you have shares, uh, Palace, Hart, Patricio, Foster, Ryan. Who's Who do you like out of all of those the most? Probably Patricio, I would say, right? Patricio or Hart. But then you end up going double walls because you want like a Doherty yeah. or a Johnny or Bennett. Or I, I like Hart. I don't think... Rotation is so much a fact at the moment, yeah, because the other two keepers are still injured. So for now, I would probably go hard. I like Hennessy as well. I think the next few fixtures are okay, and then afterwards it changes. I think um, if you're looking for one right now, I would potentially look at um, Hart or Patricio. If you're looking for one around game week eight or nine... I would have Ryan. You could even play him this weekend against City. He'll get you some save points. He'll get you save points. Yeah, but he's going to be lost with the number of goals he's going to concede. Well, it's only one game, and then they've got a really good run from game week eight. He might get negative points in this one game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that's kind of 4.5. And then this, the other part of the question from Peter Gray was... Teams and players we should be looking at on a wild card. Pretty much everything that we've been discussing on this pod, right? You know, we've we've mentioned City coverage, Liverpool coverage. We've mentioned players like Doherty. We've mentioned the midfielders, Richarlison, Madison, Fraser. Kuhn as a must-have, Mitrovic. I think we've got we've gone through all of that. Okay, uh, I would also just like to add Brighton as well. In terms of for upcoming fixtures. Yeah, just because of the fixtures that are yeah. after. Okay, so now we've got three questions about wildcards uh, in general. So the first one is from at FPL Boffin. Hi guys, great pod. I have a decent team. Is there ever a case for not using a wildcard, i.e. don't use it at all if a squad is in good shape? Currently I have Kun Salan Hazard but I have a draft wildcard that also has Kane in. I'm just worried about risk slash reward. 
If, if you're if, if you're happy with your team, there's no need to use a wild card. But realistically, are you going to be happy with your team every week? Every week until the end of the season, I'd be very surprised. Um, so I wouldn't rush to use your wild card because there's going to be a week where you're not happy, where there are injuries, especially around the Christmas period where you have lots of fixtures. I know you've got the second wild card coming up in January, but no, there are there are definitely going to be weeks where you're not happy with your team. Um, suspensions, injuries may result in you having to play a wild card. He's got a good team. Let's look at the next team. Um, okay. Next. Okay, next one on the wild card is what's a good time? To, so this is from Jordan at Jordan SD. What's a good time to wild card? Was thinking of doing it when fixtures shift, but I've also lost, uh, lost lots of places in the last two game weeks. Was overall game week was overall ranked twenty k now one hundred and ten, and left with non existent bench. Mendy, Pedro, Peltier. Thoughts appreciated. Problem with a wild card. It's so specific to every team and individual. You know, it depends on how you've done so far, how many free transfers you're carrying next week, how many injuries you've got, how many suspensions there are. So there's no right or wrong answer. You know, it all depends on the state of your team. If if you feel as though you only need two or three transfers to correct your team, then no, a wild card is not needed. But if you're looking at seven or eight, you're not going to take 28-point hit. Yeah. So it all depends on the state of your team. So it's difficult to provide, you know, a one answer would fit which fits all there. Okay, next one is from at Karthik Rao, um, nineteen ninety-five. I'm panicking after my wild card from the past game week will not help me in the long run, or should I do this changes straight away? Panicking. Basically he's played his wild card and he thinks that it's not gonna do very well. So I'm assuming he hasn't had the best of game weeks. The thing is, playing your wild card, you're not playing it just for one game yeah, week. Yeah, it's long term, right? You're playing it for long term. So like I said, I scored 59 points this game week, which wasn't the highest. I mean, you scored higher than me, but yeah. I'm happy with my team. Yeah. I'm probably happier whereas with my I'm team, not. whereas yeah. you're not. Yeah. So you don't play your, game, your wild card for one game week. Okay, next one is from the boss at the boss 87619113 if you resisted the swap to hazard and still have mana and salah is it best to stick with liverpool geo now the next two are tough but so are two out of Haz- hazard's three and after man city they have great fixtures for weeks including huddersfield and cardiff i've not seen the talk about how good the liverpool fixtures are from game week 9 It's a tough one. He he sort of mentioned it in his question, but yeah, Hazard's got Liverpool and then he's got United in game week nine. So they're not easy fixtures. So yeah, potentially if you haven't switched over to Hazard, I'd probably hold off. Okay. Um, what was he asking something about Liverpool's fixtures yeah he was saying that Liverpool's fixtures are really good so is it worth holding off then yeah I mean they're good they've got Chelsea and City and then they've got the Huddersfield and Cardiff but then they've got Arsenal again so mm-hmm. yeah okay next one is from Max FPL at Max at FPL Max 22 is 
matters plus Vardy too much money spent on Leicester. Great fixtures coming, but still Leicester is so unpredictable currently on the wild card, by the way. Yeah, I wouldn't double up Leicester just because of their unpredictable nature. I think if you're going to there, I'd probably go somewhere like Richarlison and Vardy. Okay. Uh, at FPL Lewis, on a uh, scale... Oh, no, we answered that one already. That's the next one. Uh, Deepak, at Deepak Siani. With the way things are going, is there better value in defence even premium assets than there is in midfield with one similarly priced. Yes, there's definitely good value in defence. We mentioned with Wan-Bissaka, Doherty. Um, I mentioned at the start of the pod that my defence got me um, just over half my points. So yes, definitely good value there. Okay, at Rafiq Brislin. So we are going to crack on for all these questions. Yes, there's only a couple left. Uh, at Rafiq Ruslan, what transfers are considered knee-jerking? Would transferring out Lucas Moura and Zaha to Madison and Mitro be considered knee-jerking? No, I don't think so. Not knee-jerking, but I'm not sure I would take a hit to do it. If you've got two free transfers, yes. Okay. Uh, at Bracken TB, Thomas Bracken, who would you rather have over the next four game weeks, Salah or Hazard? Oof. That's an interesting one. Um, Salah's XG is considerably higher, 4.57 versus Hazard's 2.60. He's also had 52 penalty area touches versus Hazard's 36. Considerably more goal attempts. Um, But then Hazard scored more goals. He scored five versus Salah's three. I know he scored a hat-trick in that one game. flip a coin right it's it's difficult so okay um at fpl boffin who would you bench for game week seven oh he's got doherty kante kamara wambasaka trippier robertson alonso madison hazard you can answer this on twitter that needs to be looked at okay cool uh and then final one from at FPL Caretaker, the Caretaker, considering taking Salah out for the next two game weeks and would like a Spurs representative for the next two, who would you pick? Kane. Kane. They don't necessarily have to be in field. Okay, cool. That's all the questions covered. And I've got a message saying my recording's come up to 60 minutes, so we need to make sure we are below. Um, all right, that's a bumper podcast like last week. Um, quick reminder that I will be putting out the Friday press um, conference podcast update uh, around 4.35. I hope you enjoyed the last week's one. Thank you very much for your questions. Uh, please follow us at FPL2Guys1Cup on Twitter. Um, if you like what you hear, please, please retweet and like it. Um, give us your feedback. Um we really like it when you kind of tell us that you you know you enjoyed the podcast. It makes us feel like it's worthwhile doing. Um, anything else, Shez? Nope. I think it's time to wrap up. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and good luck for game week seven. Good luck. Speak to you later.